0: going to read from uh, Colossians chapter 2, 1 to 15 in a few minutes. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you a story, and it's a true story. And it happened about 15 years ago. Went to my old high school uh, what was it? reunion. I think it was 50th. Sharon and I went and uh, went in there, I think it was the first night, and went in there, and I was surprised, there's hardly anyone I knew there, it was from other years, um, so we were there for a little while, and then uh, across, and it was in the hall like this, about 10 minutes away, a lady goes, oh, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, Carl, Carl, she starts to come forward, Carl Pilkington. I loved your brother Shane. <laughs> uh, but um, I wanted you, as Brett reads this, to remember that Christ is not a stepping stone. Christ is not a stepping stone. Thank you, Brett.
1: Colossians 2, 1 to 15. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea, and for all who I have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this, so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments, for though I am absent in you, oh, so, for though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith, as you were once taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the element spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised, ...with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were were also raised with him... ...through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh... ...God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood us against and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross.
0: There was a book written called Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. And in this book, this novel, 19th century novel, what happens is they find the map, and the map leads to the treasure. Christ is not the map that leads to the treasure. Christ is the treasure. Christ is the treasure. And uh, a danger of a contortion of Christian faith is that Christ is turned from being the treasure itself to becoming uh, a means to obtain treasure. And the most ob- obvious example of this is known what is called the prosperity doctrine or prosperity theology. And prosperity doctrine teaches if you do the right things to please God, He will in turn uh, bless you, uh, especially financially. Now, interestingly enough, sociologists have seen that this is actually true. That as uh, the Christian faith impacts society and individuals, what happens is that it impacts and there's a a financial lift that most often occurs. It's true. The trouble is though, is when that financial blessing, that financial lift becomes a goal. But it's not our goal. Christ is our goal. Christ is a treasure. Christ is not a stepping stone. It's not a stepping stone. Christ is not a stepping stone to prosperity or he's not a, a stepping stone to get peace or health or sobriety or straightness or to get a nice family. Christ is not a stepping stone or a treasure map to get sporting or business success or to help with political or ecological agendas. Uh, they all might be byproducts of Christ. Christ himself is the treasure. Jesus Christ is the treasure. Te tino hua o te ora i a ia, ia te karaiti. Christ is the treasure. And we're going to unpack that truth a bit from this passage the five specific ways. First way, verses 2 and 3 and verse 8. Christ is a divine educator. And in that valley where this letter was first sent to, the Lycus Valley in Turkey, there were three towns quite close together. There was Colossae, there was Laodicea, about 20 kilometers away, and then a uh, third town, Heropolis. And they were all troubled after a while by these false teachers that were coming in and starting to turn the gospel in a direction that was not the truth. And what Paul says in this letter and in other letters to churches with similar problems, he says, nah, nah. It's, it's, not, it's not, we're not going this way. Christ is the treasure, the fullness of complete understanding is in Christ himself. Verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive with deceptive philosophy. With these mystical revelations that the false teachers have, don't let them come and capture your head. Don't allow that. Possibly, probably in the case of Colossians, this was a combination of astrology, and Jewish regulations, and they came up with all sorts of weirdness. Paul says, Do not allow them to take your heads captive. Don't allow it. It's hollow and it's deceptive. You know, it's like sometimes those Easter eggs look real good. Whoa, solid chocolate or marshmallow at least, but nah, hollow. Don't allow it. False teachers of Lycus Valley advocating a faith that was Jesus plus. They promised next level faith. You know, you started with Jesus, but we're going to take you further. Next step. But actually it was not a step up, it was a step back. Step down. And the confusing thing about false teachers is often they start out pretty good. They start out Fine. The the solid, orthodox. Then something happens. And often it's because of uh, pride or ambition or offence. They get offended. And then they go off in a strange direction and they try to take people with them. Most high-profile Christian leaders, in general, steer away from um, publicly saying negative things about false teachers. Uh, Instead, most high-profile Christian leaders just stay on track and, and, and stay straight. But occasionally, they do say something, and when they do, you need to take notice. For instance, uh, a great church in the United States, the Bethel Church, made a public statement about three years ago about a false teacher that had actually been involved in the church, growing up in the church. But it started to go rogue. he was doing all sorts of strange teaching about aliens and interplanetary travel. and um, so the pastor, Bill Johnson, had to stand up one morning and say, "Stay away from him." He's gone in a weird direction. He's one of our he was one of ours. He's grown up amongst us, um, but we can no longer support what he teaches. Acts 20, 29 and 30. Paul warned something similar. Paul warned the Ephesian elders of church. He said this, when I leave, some outsiders will come in and distort the truth. Other deceivers will grow up from amongst you. And the ones from outside are often easier to spot uh, than the ones that grow up and then go in a strange direction. Now, some Christian Kiwis have been uh, quite interested in a religious communicator by the name of Rob Bell from the United States. Rob Bell was a, a pastor, no longer a pastor, grew, um, grew an amazing church called Mars Hill, grew to 10,000 people. And get this, he began by preaching systematically through the book of Leviticus. You want a hard book to preach through systematically, that's it. It's like eating a, a herring. Whole lot of bones and not much meat, but he—that's the way he built his church. Incredible communicator, but from uh, 2011 on, with a book called "Love Wins," it was evident that Rob Bell has gone in a universalist direction, meaning he's denying the supremacy of Christ. And uh, and uh, Oprah thinks he's amazing. Has given him his own. TV show, uh, but my advice, and, and Rob Bell says, but my advice is: as your pastor and someone who cares about you, stay away from anything he's produced from 2011 on. Christ is your educator; stay in Him. First one, He's not a stepping stone. Christ is your supreme educator. Second thing, Christ is your builder. Verses 6 and 7. Just as you receive Christ, continue in Him, rooted, built up, strengthened in Him. I worked for a builder one time building a house uh, as a laborer. I was really surprised how much digging I had to do. <laughs> as a laborer, just digging holes for the foundation. And then the building starts after that. I thought I'd be hammering in way more nails. But um, this is what it's saying. You know, we start with the foundation of Christ and we continue with the walls, and that's Christ as well. The idea here is uh, the reception of the truth to tradition that the church of Laodicea receives. Says, you receive this. Stay On it. Stay in it. It's it's the foundation. It's what you're going to be built up in. Guard it. Cherish it. Build on it. Our house we used to own down in Wellington, it had these really fast growing weeds down by the compost uh, corner. And in a month or two you'd have these weeds that grew up just like this, this high. Uh, Really easy to pull out though because they had really shallow roots. And this this is what the heretical teachers at Colossae advocated. They advocated quick spiritual growth. And they were saying, let's get quickly out of the shallows of the initial teaching of Christ and out into the deep of other teachings, of other strange mystical stuff that only we know about, but we're going to let you in on the secret. They said that the teachings of Christ were the shallows, and they could take people into the deeper spiritual truths. No, no, no. Put your foundations down in Christ and build on Him. The temptation is to start with Christ and then say, I can take it from here. No, verse 7. Stay rooted in Him, built up in Him, strengthened in Him. From the foundations all the way up. Christ is your builder. And he's your educator. And he's your circumciser. Christ cuts away not just a little bit of skin at the end of the penis, but cuts away your sinful nature. Separation from God is a dominant thing in your life. He's your circumciser. Not just the men either, ladies as well. And circumcision was an old tradition of the Jewish faith, dating right back from Genesis 17 with Abraham. And the challenge of physical circumcision, I guess there's more than one, um, is that it was an, an outward sign of inward devotion. and But that outward sign could easily become a replacement for inward reality. But as uh, Prophet Jeremiah predicted many years back, chapter 31, that God would actually put his desire inside of us. Inside of us. And his followers, God's followers, would be led by his Holy Spirit. So we wouldn't need chopping like that. Christ is your circumciser. He cuts away our sinful nature. That is not that the driving force of us, if you allow that. He circumcises our sinful nature from us, if you allow that, all of us. Amen. Christ is our educator, our builder, our circumciser. Fourthly, Christ is our rescuer. Verses 13 and 14. You are dead in your sins, but Christ made you alive. It's like you are uh, tupapaku, dead bodies, carcasses in your sins. But Christ made you alive. Whakaorania. In Christ you have been raised from spiritual death. You have new and eternal life. You're saved from striving, from trying to be good. Verse 14. Christ has nailed the written code to the cross. There's a, a wonderful scene in a movie called The Mission. 1986 was produced, uh, stars Robert De Niro. And it's set in the uh, South American jungle in the 1740s. There's a, this incredible tussle going on between Jesuit priests, on the one hand, and Spanish and Portuguese colonists on the other. And the colonists' activities include slave trading. The Jesuits are strongly against it is a um is a for the local Indians, one such slave trader is Robert de Niro. but over a period of years and through some personal crisis, he repents of his slave trading and he becomes a Jesuit priest himself uh, for his penance, the Jesuits decide that he is to um, put all his armor and his weaponry in a big um, net and to travel from where they are in town right up to the mission that has been established above the waterfall. So for days Robert De Niro, he's dragging this big net with all his armory and his weapons uh, through the thick South American jungle and the local Indians from the bush, from the jungle, they've seen him, this former slave trader, they knew who he was. And then Uh, At long last, he gets right up the waterfall and right to the top. He's an absolute mess. He's exhausted. And the Indian chief, he says something to uh, one of the young men who runs up with a knife to his neck and then takes it from the neck, cuts off the the rope, and then uh, that releases the big net of the armory and the weapons, and then he pushes it down the waterfall into the pool. And you think uh, that, that He would be His executioner, but actually He became His rescuer. And this is the same as Christ. Christ, you would think, would be your executioner, but He has become your rescuer. Christ is your rescuer. Lastly, Christ is your warrior, verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Uh, the picture is this. picture is this. This is before Facebook and Twitter. And a Roman general, he's successful in battle. And he wants everyone to know. And so what he does, he has his chariot, and so he rides through town, Uh, with all his plunder and with his army, his victorious army, and right at the end of the parade is those that he has been victorious over Uh, and uh, taken slaves are tied up. And this is the picture, that Christ is our warrior and he has triumphed over the enemy. He's triumphed over the enemy. And we know who the winner is, Jesus Christ. He's our warrior. He's for us. He's stripped off the weapons. He's tied up our enemies. He's defeated and exposed them in the parade of public disgrace. He's exalted. He's supreme. He's not a stepping stone. He's not a map to the treasure. Christ is the treasure. He's your educator. He's your builder. He's your circumciser. He's your rescuer. He's your warrior. Christ is supreme. Christ is the treasure. Stay in Him. Receive Him. If you haven't received Him, receive Him. If you've gone away from Him, come back to Him. He is the treasure. Should we stand up? Can we have... um, There's a song that talks about that uh, you chose today, which I didn't know yet. Let's stand up. And as we do that, let's... um, if you don't mind, can we shut our eyes? And if you haven't said yes to Christ as your treasure, can I suggest you do that today? I did that when I was 18, and it, it changed the direction of my life. Is anyone here who would like to do that today? Who would like to say yes to decide for Jesus as your treasure? If you'd like to do that, you can put up your hand. If you've gone away from Christ as your treasure and you made other treasures your treasure and you need to come back, uh, you can do that today. If you want to do that today, you can put up your hand. Christ is your treasure. We say that today, you are our treasure, Lord. We, uh, we can confess anything that would uh, come into our hearts that we would allow to take your place. We say no to that, you are our treasure. We thank you for the benefits of following you that are not our treasure. You are our treasure, you are supreme, you're victorious, you're our warrior. We acknowledge you today. We bow to you today. There's none like you, mighty God. As we uh, worship again to finish today, um, people would love to pray for you about anything that's been spoken today, anything that's going on in your life today. Um, He's a warrior. He can make a difference in your life. Don't go out with a problem that you can give to him today or an issue you can give to him today. Amen. As we sing, come up if you want prayer. We'd love
1: to do that with you.